All right, we are live with the Ask Philip podcast, and today I have a special guest, Miss Rolanda Washington. No, no relation. I don't know. All, <laughs> all the Washingtons, I'm like, man, we, if, if y'all go into Louisiana, you know, then we, we might end up being uh, 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 Kenfolk, Louisiana, um, South Louisiana. No, I was married into this name. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe your husband. So, um, um, we are here to talk about recruiting and retaining millennials, yes. right? Which is a generation that, for some reason, everybody is perplexed about. Yes. I'm I'm a millennial. I'm a uh, older millennial, right? You know, but uh, millennial nonetheless, which is probably why I'm unemployable. <laughs> right. Uh, so so so. Not unemployable. If you have an entrepreneurial mindset, that's all that is. I guess that's that, that's 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 what you call. It. I was telling somebody that I was like, there somebody. Somebody who I knew for a long time, and he said something about something, and I was like, you know, I've never worked for anybody. Like, you know, since co- you know, mm-hmm. college, you, you know, you have those jobs. I'm like, I've Absolutely. never worked for anybody. He's like, for real. I was like, nah, I just, just thought about it a couple of times and business got hard, <laughs> but I just, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. You know, so, so, th- so that's what we're dealing with in the marketplace, right? A lot, yes. a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of, it, you know, very similar to the boomer generation, which was kind of. Blew up society and changed all the rules. Absolutely, I feel like millennials are very similar to uh, to boomers in that in that way. Yeah, they 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 really have a different mindset when you think about what they want to number one contribute. First and foremost, how they communicate. <laughs> it's just like a whole different way of perspective. The way they think about things is. Mind blowing, and I say that because I have two millennials in myself, <laughs> and sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I just don't get it. But they really do. They really do. They have a lot more information that's accessible to them, and they know how to use it quickly. They're very agile, very mm-hmm. quick in how they do it. So hats off to the millennials. But um, in the workplace, HR professionals really have to take that into deep consideration. Because it's it's just not the same, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's really not the same, and, and we'll dig deeper yeah, into so, that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. let's get into you and your background. So, how did you get into HR consulting? What's your company? Let everybody know about you. Yeah. So, Rolanda Washington. I am the owner and founder of Double R Consulting Firm, and I have background in HR. And originally, I was in corporate America for about eighteen years. And I wore different hats of HR. And so it was really, really intriguing to me, the people aspect of the workplace. And so that's where that's really where my heart was. It's just really helping people to not only just uh, strive in their career, but really to thrive. And that was helping them in all aspects of their career when they're onboarding to when they're retiring. And it was just something very intriguing to me. And so honestly, an opportunity presented itself. Uh, I work for uh, AT&T, and they had not done a reduction in force in about 20 years in HR. Oh, wow. In HR. Okay, okay. N- not the other areas, <laughs> but in HR. And I had already been thinking about, man, my family comes to me, my friends come to me, they're always asking me, Rolanda, what would you do, or how can, I, how can you help me in this situation, on their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started noticing that because toward the end of my career, I was doing that more often, consulting on a friend, family, mm-hmm. you know, basis. And so when that opportunity presented itself, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the money mm-hmm. and I'm gonna run and I'm gonna take all of that experience and all of that expertise 
and then I'm going to put it into my own business. And that's actually how I really got started. I just stepped out on faith and just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. It was a time for a change in my life. And so I just, I just, I just did, I did it. And mm -hmm. it's been very, very challenging, but also the passion is still there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just looking forward to what is ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great business because, um, a, it's getting more rules around it. Mm -hmm. B, I'm not preaching to the choir. I think technology has done a good job at helping us become more productive, but I think we're at the, you know, at least at the maturing part of that right now, you have to really focus on like people, right? People. You know, computers are not taking all the jobs or most of the jobs anytime soon. Right. You're still going to have to have somebody behind the scenes mm -hmm. in some facet or another. Yeah. yeah. And like you mentioned, going to the millennials, which is the, you know, a big part of the workforce, like, it's like the rules have changed, right? Because mm -hmm. because with the technology, you know, I find, you know, more impatient with processes and procedures that are just there because they're there, yeah. right? And the rules of um, people saying, oh, you know, um, you'll get promoted uh, or this pay raise uh, when is your time, right? You know, the, the rule used to be time absolutely. versus actual productivity. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. And that is so, it's so funny that you mention that because whenever I talk to millennials outside of my children, I always hear them saying that they don't, they don't feel like they need to stay in a job because of X, Y, and Z time length. Mm -hmm. If they come in there and they master their job in six months, they're ready to go to the next thing, you know, and get paid more, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And and for me, my generation was we put in the work, we put in the time, and then we just climbing the corporate ladder, you know, we we one ring at a time, which could be eight months, eighteen months, and then you go to the next ring mm -hmm. on the ladder. That's not how they think. They don't think that way. They think that they can come in, they have a lot of information at their fingertips, and so they work, and we've heard this this adage before, smarter instead of harder. Mm -hmm. they, they, they are smarter with the way that they work because they have so much information at their fingertips, and they know how to access it and make it efficient for them in their prospective roles. And so that whole... You know, following the normal steps of what corporate America or what businesses say, where you got to do the time in order for you to, you know, earn the pay. That's not how they think. Mm -hmm. They they just do not think that way. So 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 what are some so you you get to see a lot of things that happen. What are some practical things that businesses are doing to, um, you know, attract the millennials, right? And not the cliche, you know, beanbags. Yeah. You know, but like, what are some real practical things businesses are doing to say, hey, we want to make this an environment where millennials can thrive and want to work? So the first thing that I would say is that more companies are really um, looking at the way that they allow flexibility in the workplace. Meaning, you know, you don't have to be at the job in a cubicle in an office where you're just behind, you mm -hmm. know, the desk, right? Mm -hmm. And so they are giving millennials and the younger generations that opportunity to be free and not only to be free with their environment, but, but free in their creative thinking. Because that's really what's going to allow businesses to be successful. They're mm -hmm. taking this generation's information and how they think outside of the box. And they're using that to their advantages. So 
companies are really thinking about what our millennials are needing and they need that flexibility, they need that schedule to be flexible in order for them to get the work done, but in an environment where they can really hand, head down, get the work done, and then move on to their personal life. That's that's what they're about, you know. Mm-hmm. If they can get their work done in a four to six hour time frame instead of being on the clock for eight hours, mm-hmm. we've got to entertain that. We've got to look at that when we're hiring these these young um, young millennials into the workplace. They they need that. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get that, they're on Indeed and they are looking mm-hmm. for the next job mm-hmm. that's going to allow them to do that. So those are some of the the perks that they that they really you know want they want that comfortable atmosphere they don't want to be constrained you know and they want that flexibility of how they can work in the schedule and still get the job done. Mm-hmm. And I know I know a lot of people you know and I always wanted just me personally right I'm and you might know this because I'm personally somebody I'm a I'm a I know my strengths I'm a delegator you know my personality profile is a high D I <laughs> right and so okay. I'm so I'm task oriented. And, and so I've always been like, yeah, like, here's what I need you to do for the week when I've had, you know, staff. I don't care how you do it. Like, I'm, I don't got to talk to you until next Monday, right? And then you just get it done. Is that is that a millennial thing or is that a personality thing? I've always wondered. Let me tell you, it is definitely a millennial thing. <laughs> it's definitely a millennial thing. Here's the thing. Millennials, do they, they think about business. I want to get the job done. This is what you hired me to do. This is what my job description says. I want to be able to do that. I don't need to be micromanaged, right? I don't need you to look over my shoulder and tell me this, 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 and this. Let me just do what you hired me to do. And so they are really, really just hone in on the fact that they need to have the unrestrictedness of being in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It's really about business. It's not about personal relationships. It's not about, it, it is about collaboration because when it comes down mm-hmm. to the time for them to get the job done, they don't mind tapping into the, the minds of like-minded people mm-hmm. with them, you know, other millennials. But they don't need that emotional connection. They don't, they can be at, they can be at their, on their lounge couch or in Starbucks Oh, and they're getting the work done. And so they don't need that whole, we got to meet to be meeting. Mm-hmm. Or we need to, you know, come together as a group and just kind of bounce things off of each other just for the sake of doing it. It has to be the bottom line is, are we getting the business done? Mm-hmm. Are we getting the job done? And if not, let me go back over here on the couch and let me get that done for you. Yeah. They, they just don't need that connection. My generation do. We needed that water cooler talk. We needed to be, you know, in meetings, getting the direction from our leadership, getting our goals, getting our objectives, and then talking about it. We mm-hmm. had to talk about it with five other yeah, people yeah, so that yeah. we can make sure that we're all aligned. But that's a little bit of that competitiveness mm-hmm. that we had too. Millennials are not com- they're not competing with anybody. Yeah. They- well, you know, I, I actually think I actually think that part hadn't changed. You know, my personal opinion. I think um, I think we're still hyper competitive. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's. It's um, you know, it's a uh, it's expressed differently, differently. Right? You know, I give like an example with you know in the world of like, and you probably know in the world of like Facebook or Slack mm-hmm. or GroupMe, mm-hmm. I'm always connected, you know, with the people who I want to you know be connected with. We don't have to the water cooler, and I always know how they're doing relative to 
um, the ones I compete with, yeah. you know, relative to, 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 to where I am, but it goes back to technology where mm-hmm. you don't got to do it the water cooler, you know, you know, um, and, and so, so I, you know, I don't know, that's something about, but on the, you know, on the communication, do you see, um, and, and we probably just talked about this, the way that communication happens changes, I'll give you like an example, so, you know, um, I see like, and this is a well-known company like Google mm-hmm. and companies that will uh, create podcast and YouTube uh, um, pages yes. for the employees. It's available mm-hmm. to the world, mm-hmm. but their investment education of their employees um, talks at Google. Um, is you have a YouTube channel, so the Google employees can watch it, which which helps them better understand. You know, I pay attention because I'm in the four hundred one k space, so sure. you know, I'm like, well, this is really smart because instead of just having the four hundred one k advisor come educate, now they have. The best investors come speak to the talks. Mm-hmm. They record it, post it on YouTube, yeah. so the employees can watch it when they want. And as a retract, as a um, recruiting tool, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I get to like be there from a Google employee. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, the thing that you just said is they get to watch it when they want mm-hmm. to. They're not constrained and confined into a set time where they have to do that. And so when you think about um, the communications from from my generation, Gen X and Boomers. We, we always needed, or our standard communication was phone, email, snail mail, you know, whatever. It mm-hmm. took longer, you know, for us to disseminate, you know, information and to be able to communicate, right? And so when you think about the way of the world now and how technology has played its part, the millennials have access to a lot of information, but they also communicate on different platforms, Snapchat and Facebook, you know, social media mm-hmm. and all that. And they get to communicate to more people at one time. We didn't have that, you know, so that's kind of foreign, you know, to us a little bit. And mm-hmm. so when you think about the mindset of how they want to communicate, give them the information, give it to them so they can get it at their leisure, they're going to stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. They won't let that information fall through the cracks because, they're, again, they're about business. They want to get the job done. But they want that flexibility and knowing when and how they can get it. They're going to do it. They're mm-hmm. going to do it. So it doesn't have to be so hands-on. They, they get the information. They communicate it well. They disseminate it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all is well. You know, right? So, so when you think about Google and how they make their information readily available, that's the way that the world is kind of going now. Mm-hmm. Everything is recorded. It's uh, digitized and you, you have the information and then you just let it go. They will get on top of it and then mm-hmm. they will get the job done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so, what about what about like benefits and compensation, right? What, what, what you know, what, what are you seeing um, millennials wanting in the workplace? So that's a really good question. Um, when you think about millennials, the very top thing for them is pay. Mm. They, they want to be paid, right? That's what they're, 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 they do the job, they want to get paid. The other caveat to that is that uh, most millennials want to get paid right now. They don't want to wait the two weeks. You know, <laughs> they're performing the job right now today. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't make me wait, you know, two weeks for work that I performed, you know, last week, you know, pay, pay me right now. Um, but as far as benefits, because there's, there's monetary and then there's non-monetary, yeah. right? And so when you think about millennials and, and those benefits, health, wellness programs, all of that is still very important to them. 
And even though there are they are a generation of connecting to people, mm -hmm. they still want to have that atmosphere where things are a little bit laxed. It's, mm -hmm. They don't want that extra stress and the burden of you know just having all of these restrictions, so to speak. And so when you think about some of the things that they want, they do want. They're 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 um excited about how Google you know allows their employees to you know, have a kitchen mm -hmm. and have a game room just to detox and then get right back into mm -hmm. um, the work. There are a group of employees, uh, and millennials, I'm sorry, that would rather that money that the company is spending on all of those extras and the Starbucks coffee mm -hmm. and the snacks and all of it, they would rather for that to be put back into their paycheck somehow as mm -hmm. well, you know, because mm -hmm. they are about the pay. Yeah. And so you have to, as human resource professionals and, and thinking about hiring millennials into their workplace, you've got to give them, you know, that balance. One of the things um, on how they can achieve that is just be very transparent with them. Be upfront about this is what your pay is going to be. We're not talking about competitive pay. They don't want to hear about competitive pay mm -hmm. or where you're disclosing, you know, employees' information or things of that nature. Um, and then you'll let them know what their pay is when you hire them. They need all of that up front because mm -hmm. that is how they make their decisions on what tomorrow is going to bring. Right. How much money am I going to have? Right. That's it. That's right. it. You, and you hit on the nail of transparency, you know, because, you know, I'll, you know I'll, I'm constantly, like, you know, in debates with with different people about millennials, right? So it'll be, millennials don't want to go to church, or, <laughs> you know, millennials are lazy. And I'm like, no, like, I say, here's the best way to describe the millennial situ you know, generation. Um, Tell me, I, please, so I can yeah, help my it, kids when I get And it's the generation of, like, no BS, right? So right. Because when you, when you live in a world where it's becoming more transparent, people say, the world is getting worse. No, the world's becoming more transparent. It's always been a bad world, right? But now you can see it. Now you can see. Yeah, and I was like, so since we, since we grew up in a world where, the, the, you know, we we see more and more, and so our kids, my kids are going to be even worse, Ooh. right? But you see the world for what it is, your tolerance for, you know, we do it because we're like, no, man, I, like, I know the, I know the truth. Like, you know, so let's, so let's, you know, so I give, here's a perfect example. People say, uh, millennials are lazy. I'm like, no, I know a lot of lazy 50-year-olds. Wow. Right? The difference is they'll hide in their cubicle and do nothing. The millennials are like, I'm just not gonna go to work. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna quit. You know, same thing. You know, same same thing. You know, same. It's no different. The difference is, you know, the the expression and I guess the tolerance to put up with it, yeah. right? Because because you can see it. It's the painful truth. Yeah. That that's all it is. It's just the painful truth, and they want the transparency. They don't want the gimmicks. They don't want, you know, the hiding behind. You know, they don't want that. They just want you, tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it when you pay me. Mm -hmm. I, seriously, yeah. that, that really, really is it. One of the other things um, that is really important is the, the whole um, micromanaging. You, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Look at your face. You Millennials do not want to be micromanaged. And I'll give you um, um, an example. This is a conversation that I had not only with my children, but other millennials that I've, that I've spoken with. They really believe that they can get their work done within four to six hours. Yeah. They really believe that. They, they believe that. And, and, it, and, it, and it very well could be a very true statement because of the way the world is today, mm -hmm. right? 
And so when you think about that, that whole micromanaging thing is like, they don't want, that's the reason why they don't want to be in the office confined because they feel like if they're in the office confined, there's a greater chance that you're going to be looking over their shoulder. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have a question about this or how they or approach you something to or somebody's going to talk. So, so that right there in itself is something that is um, one of the things that keep them engaged is to allow them that flexible schedule to be able to come and go as long as they're getting the work done. Um, my son said not too long ago that um, they really appreciate the fact that if their work is done, give them praise for it right then and there. Don't wait a year to give me my annual, you know, my, my appraisal, my performance. You know, maybe that should be a six month turnaround instead of a year turnaround, you know. They want that appreciation and that thanks for hard work while it's happening, mm -hmm. you know, right there on the spot. And so millennials just have a different way of thinking about things. They want things to be black and white, no shades of gray, right? They want it as it is. Don't sugarcoat it. Tell me how it is, you know, and, and then they can take that information. They're off. Mm -hmm. They're they're off to perform, you know, and they're off to perform to get paid. I just keep saying that, and I know that that's just a repetition, but I am learning, and because I've talked with the millennials, you know, who are really looking for jobs and and want to stay with the company, but but they they will burn out. Well, I'm glad you said that. Out. People 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 falsely believe millennials are. What's the word? Transient? Uh-huh. Uh, uh -huh. yeah. By nature, I'm like, no, it's not that they're transient. Like, I think most people will want to stay in one place for a long time, but they'll leave if they have, if they feel like they have to. Absolutely. They will do it in a heartbeat. I, I just told you, I 18 years with the company. <laughs> my mom, you know, my uncles, they all stayed on their jobs 30 and 35. One job, you know. You, you cannot get a millennial to do that because number one, if something is very repetitious to them and they don't feel like they're growing or being challenged, they, like I said, they're looking for the next job that's going to keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. You asked about that. You know, one of the things that you can do to keep them engaged is to allow them to experience different roles. You know, you, mm. you hired me. Yeah, you hired me for this particular job. Here's my job description. But allow me to partner and to shadow to see what other aspects of the business is out there because then that'll get me to thinking what's my next move but I can do that next move in this company Ooh, that's, that's, right, right. that's kind of what Google does you know they do like they get, they get 20 percent of their paid time towards I forget what they call it but it's like whatever projects they want to work on. Mm -hmm. You can go to any team mm -hmm. around the company and just work on it. And what does that do? It keeps them on their toes. It keeps them sharp. It keeps them engaged. It keeps them thinking, forward thinking. You know, because if you're just working in this one job and it's repetition over and over and over, you're doing the same thing over and over, you, you really do get burnt out. Yeah. You get burnt out quick. Yeah. And when you get burnt out, you burn out. You, you leave that company. And it's not because it's a bad company. It's just because we're not looking at who we are employing, finding out, tapping into what is going to drive them, what's going to motivate them, what's going to keep them engaged, and then allow, first of all, allow them to tell you mm. what's going to keep them engaged. They'll tell you what it is that they want. And we've just been so used to, this is the job I hired you in to do, this is what I need for you to do, and we don't really get that engagement, or we didn't, you know, mm. it, it, you know previous uh, generations. But now they, they want to talk, they want to express, they want to share their ideas, they want to be creative, they want to think outside the box. So you've got to give them that 
area to really operate and move in. You know what? As you were saying it, I was creating a picture in my head, <laughs> and you like communicated it so clearly. It's kind of like, cause I was thinking like, wow, what's you know what's the big difference? And I was like, you know, you know, before we grew up with computers, you know, before you had computers, you would have processes and you and you would have to have people mm -hmm. and just tell them what to do, mm -hmm. and they were the computers, mm -hmm. right? When we grew up with computers, we're like, well. Why are you talking like that? A computer can do that more in the mundane stuff. I like, don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be micromanaged. Tell me what to do. I'll put it in the computer and it can be yeah. nice, you know? And I, and I was like, ah, that's the difference, right? Because, you know, computers are, can do, like, that stuff. I'm a human. Like, yeah. you know, treat me like a human, yeah, not absolutely. a computer. Yeah. Or people, people, you remember, um, you seen, um, people actually were computers, and I didn't know that. And uh, what's the movie with the three women, three black women, the NASA program? Oh, with Taraji P. Yeah, um, they were called computers. They were literally called. I didn't they know were that. yes. They were yeah. literally computers. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa. Mm -hmm. But 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 okay. But that was the distinct. They were trying to pull that you know yeah. idea into what you all are saying was computers was really our human brain. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. But listen, if it's if it's easier, if it can be done quicker, and if it can be done more efficiently, millennials got it. They got it. it. It just doesn't. It doesn't take all of. And I. And I really. Not really sad to say this because I. I brought a different set of skills and a different you know level ex of experience in my time. You know because we didn't have what we have today. Mm -hmm. And so you know I, I do agree with millennials when they say that um, past generations worked harder. We did. We yeah. put. We sacrificed family. Mm -hmm. We sacrificed, you know, our time, you know, and we were we were dog tired. Come Friday at mm -hmm. five p.m. and sometimes seven p.m. because some of us didn't get off work, mm -hmm. and so the family suffered, you know, and you suffered, health suffered, all of these things, and so millennials are not thinking that yeah. way. It's if I can do this quicker, faster, smarter, let me do it. You, at the end of the day, you're going to still get the same results. In a shorter amount of time, mm -hmm. and I'm not exhausted. And here's the other key: then I'll be able to show up on Monday morning, ready to go. Right. Ready to go. Right. Yeah. No, you you you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to share about um, uh, recruiting and retaining before we go to my last like non-related questions about <laughs> what you watch for TV, reading, and all that stuff. <laughs> no, you know what? I, th I think we covered it. You think about the communication when you when you're really thinking about hiring millennials and um, even Generation Z. Is that that's what's coming behind? Yeah, you know better than me. I don't even know. Because <laughs> if it, if if the lights go out, if the computer is down, if you take their smartphone, this next generation. Give them EAP number. Mm -hmm. Just give them the EAP number because they are not going to know how to function. Mm -hmm. And that's not a strike against them. It's just the way of the world. Yeah, you know, it's just the way of the world. But I think if you think about um, hiring in this generation that we have now, just the communication. Number one, has to be very, very clear. Crystal clear. Allow there to be transparency. And, um, and, and really tap into what keeps them engaged and that is ease com convenience because they do want convenience unfortunately they do they want things to be very convenient convenient meaning if it's at my fingertips I got it mm -hmm. that's what I mean by convenience mm -hmm. and then the flexibility and you know in their schedule you know you think about um, 
more time to work from home or at the Starbucks or in a restaurant or out in, you know, if it's a really good day outside, don't let them be, you know, so confined. And then when you think about, you know, the compensation benefits and things of that nature, pay is number one. Um, you don't pay them for their time. And I mean, in an eight hour day, mm -hmm. you're paying them for what they're bringing to the table, mm -hmm. honestly. And um, the frequency of pay. I think that we are going to have to go to paying millennials every week. Wow. I, I, I really do. That. I really do. They that, want. That would be. That would be super. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd because be very attractive. <laughs> very attractive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, I'm doing the work now, so I want to get paid now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then allow them to be able to um, be a, be really really efficient contributors. They want to contribute. They don't want to be on the run. They don't want to spend time looking for another job. Let them do what they're doing right there in that space. Mm -hmm. They'll be fine. No, those are good. Yeah. So here's the questions I ask everybody. First one is uh, in the South Dallas County area, so the suburbs, okay. Bishop Arts, Oak Cliff, what are some of your favorite uh, businesses or restaurants to, to, to visit? So this is really getting ready to shock you. So I'm a native of St. Louis. Shout out to my St. Louis peeps. I've been here since 2012. Don't shoot me. You don't hang out down here? I, n not at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so we'll let that slide. What about DFW? So. But they got to be small or small businesses or restaurants. Um. So here, one of my favorite restaurants in Cedar Hill is Dave's Cafe. Okay. Yeah. 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 Love, Dave's Seafood. Um, no. Uh, uh, oh, Dick's Uptown. Dick's, Dick's Uptown. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so that's a very, very favorite place of mine. Uh, the atmosphere and the employee. They, they, family, they got it. I love it. And they're always attentive to you. They're always asking if there's anything else that they can give you. So big shout out to uh, Dick's Cafe. Um, but like I said, I don't really. I, when you have, when you're starting a business, like, you go to the refrigerator and get something. You ain't got time to go out to these restaurants and doing all of that. Um, but I do. I try to, you know, just really, really do get out. Perry's Steakhouse is one of my favorite restaurants, mm -hmm. and um, I I do go to uh, Blue Mesa every now and then. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Perry's. I found out about the. I don't know if they do it. Is it every Friday they do the. Pork chop? Is that mm -hmm. every Friday or is yeah, that just one time? Yeah, no, I don't do pork. No, I don't do pork. I'm not, now I ain't going to say I don't do pork, but I, I do you bacon. You do bacon. Right now, okay. I mean, I mean, all these uh, vegetarians would be like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do meat, but I do but bacon. But I do, I do, yeah, I do, I do bacon. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, and, and unfortunately to me, you know, for me, I have not really experienced the Dallas, you know, culture mm -hmm. just yet, but that's about to change. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's definitely about to change. My, my wife and I love to do date night, and uh, and it feels like every time we go to a new place, whether it be Bishop Park or Trinity Grove or Deep El I mean, Deep Ellum is like yes. changed, and like it felt like in like six months, whenever we go to a new spot, there's so many like cool things going on. Uh, I, I live through my sons mm -hmm. and, 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 one, and his wife, because they go everywhere and they've only been here for a year like I've been here since 2012 and they've really just been here for the last couple of years and they know every spot mm -hmm. in every area because Dallas is so big yeah. but they are all over the place and so my son cooks 
And so he goes to all of these different restaurants and things of that nature. Plus, that's what his job is when mm-hmm. he goes out and, you know, change knives and all of that good stuff and doing very well with that. But that he knows every restaurant mm-hmm. in Dallas. And if I say, let's do something different, I'm tired of eating spaghetti and mm-hmm. salad, you know, mm-hmm. he'll write immediately. So he knows a lot more about this. So I live kind of through them. Yeah, it's, it's like my cousin, my cousin, so she, she a little older. She'll she say, she said, uh, and you gotta have a little in your life, you know, because her her, her little oh, no. her sister's a little. Cause no, for, for the purpose of saying well, I need somewhere to go, I just call up my sister. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, go here, go here, go here, yeah, go here. yeah. So look, and here's the one thing I've I've always used Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my son was like, throw it away. You need to get Waze. I'm like, Waze. Well, well so Google Maps, uh, Google owns Waze, mm-hmm. and they incorporated it into Google. So that's why I never did it because right when I thought about it. They have made the, the, the incorporation, so yeah, it's the same thing. But to me, it's a whole different app. Really? Yes, I love that experience. So thanks, Google. But you, you, you get like the talking person. Talk, the, uh, the, yeah, there's a there's a car mm-hmm. 20, 20 minutes up the road, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let you know it's a car on the side of the road and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for me, and I'll just kind of go back to what we were talking about. I, I appreciate the technology area that we're in. Um, simply because it does make our jobs a lot easier. Um, but I think that we have to approach it from a mindset that we have to welcome all of that wealth of information that's just kind of coming mm-hmm. at us because it can be very overwhelming for me in previous generations. But um, I, I will say that, that older generations are really, really starting to tap into the yeah. technology and they have social media pages and they have their own, you know, so they're really, really getting into it. And so we need the millennials to keep teaching us about all of this stuff that's coming along. And the thing about it is millennials want to teach us that information Mm -hmm. because it's gonna make their lives easier Mm -hmm. because we don't have to keep saying, hey, can you show me how to do this? (laughs) 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 They won't have all of that extra time that you're feeding, you know, taking Mm -hmm. from their life. So they wanna show us that information. So let it happen organically. It's there, they wanna do it, you know. And the same with our generations and past generations. We want the millennials to learn the way that we have because we feel like we have a rich history in what we know and the history of how we you know worked and our work ethic and things of that and we want to pass that down to mm-hmm. them as well so i think it's a give and take Absolutely. it's a very very great exchange if we approach it from the perspective of who it is that we're talking to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll never go wrong spot on second question how do you how do you get your news and information so is it a TV, newspaper, uh, podcast, email, social media. All of that. All of it. Uh-huh. I've learned within the last maybe six, seven years that it's not just about watching TV. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's and it's not. I, I don't. I I haven't picked up a newspaper in years. Mm-hmm. I really haven't. I I you I really go. Me personally, I go to the internet, mm-hmm. and then I go to. Um, I do listen to podcasts. I listen to news podcasts as well. Everything I'm doing right now is pretty much in, in on the computer. Mm-hmm. And, and I like it because I can click, read that look, and I'm done. Yeah, I'm moving yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on. I, 
it's it's easier, yeah. and, and I'm embracing it. Yeah, I, I am. I'm embracing it. That's good. That's good. No, yeah, it, that, I, I love it. That's why I asked the question to see what everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. What about some binge worthy? When you do get downtime, what are some shows or, or movies you like to binge watch? Mm. I just go back to my originals. I go back to my originals. Love and basketball. Classic. Are you feeling me right now? Mm -hmm. And I say that because I play basketball. You have to be a hooper. That's every hooper. Yeah, I don't love. I don't like love movies, but that's a, that's, that's a the yeah. one. Uh, you you got to do that one, and you gotta. I, I have to go back, and I have to look at Fred Sanford. I, I'm just an oldie but goody person, <laughs> and so I, you know, I I love the Twilight series. You mm -hmm. know, that's kind of new and fresh for me, right? Um, but I do, I do a little bit of movies. I do a lot of Netflix series, originals, mm -hmm. and uh, Amazon um, Prime originals. Um, but for the most part, um, I'm, I'm a writer. I journal everything, mm -hmm. everything. And so when I'm really feeling like, uh, I'll pick up a pen and then I'll just start writing down my thoughts. Because I'm looking for a vision. Mm -hmm. And my vision comes from the experiences that I've had. And so I'm doing... You know those things. It's more kind of like I'm doing an assessment and then I'm dumping it so that I can make room for more. Yeah, so, therapeutic. Yeah. Very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. My wife laughs at me because I have a, a trunk full of like old journals. She's like, "Let's throw them away. Mm -hmm. You don't even look at them." I'm like, "Well, you know, you never know. Like, they could be like a million dollars in that trunk, you know, somewhere. And when I'm ready for it, I go back." All of it. my book ideas are in my journals. Mm -hmm. All of them, and I'm working on a book now that's a really personal book right now. But I. <laughs> Just like you, I went, um, when I moved, I had all this box, and it was just full of books, right? But journals, and I was just like, girl, you didn't write all this. Then you got 20 books that mm -hmm. you could publish, yeah. you know? And But but I'm so engrossed right now with the business and moving, you know, my business forward. I'm just using that as time to just jot down. I, I know God is going to say, okay, girl, get on that book. I mm -hmm. told you to write, so you, you do it, but... I'm, I'm, I'm just taking it one day at a time and I'll put my work on focus and then I'll say, okay, I need a break and then I'll pick up the journals and, you know, so that that's just what I do. I'm a simple, simple person. Okay. Simple person. And uh, what about some, some good books or podcasts that you've listened to lately? So I do a lot of um, podcasting for personal growth. Mm -hmm. um, one, the, one, the one that I'm on right now is Dea Direct. Mm -hmm. She is a life coach and she has a podcast um, that she puts out and it's phenomenal. But she just talks about turn one of the one of the quotes that she said that she has is that you have to um, let your pain pay you. Mm. That's that? deep, right? Come on now, give me the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it, loved it, loved it, and I just attended one of her her summit that she had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but that's what I'm looking at now, you know. And and once I get in on something, I don't let it go until I'm like a Rottweiler. I don't let it go until I get what mm -hmm. I'm supposed to get out of it. Um, but I listen to um, a lot of Christian podcasts, um, and. That's it. I yeah, mean, yeah, no, no. it's just all what, 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 what are some of the good Christian podcasts? So, of course, I listen to Tony Evans. Okay. Uh, Oak Cliff. Um, oh, he's a podcast? I didn't know he podcast. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then um, there are, there's a pod, oh my God, uh, it's escaping me, but there's two young ladies 
that they have um, a podcast, um, African American and a um, Caucasian lady, and they, they just talk about real. I can't think of it. That's not a good one, though. Who and it's coming from the woman's perspective, mm-hmm. but it is really good. It's very raw, very. This is the way that it is, and. Oh my goodness, it's on the tip. I hate well, you gotta that. Think of, I'm, I'm going to edit that one back in when you think about it. <laughs> oh, no, it's really, really, really good. Um, I'm sure we can Google it too. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I always listen to my pastor. I go uh, attend Ibot uh, Church. Okay. And so I'm always on um, YouTube mm-hmm. listening to Ibot or either the Lighthouse Church or the Transformational Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the three. Those are my three Christian. Those I gotta good. get them. Yeah. I gotta get yeah. those. Yeah, no, They're good. good. So, side note. Side <laughs> note. That's one of the. That's one of the things you know when I'm talking to the pastors who are complaining about millennials. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Um, you know. I, I won't call them out. But they're, <laughs> they're uh, talking about. Yeah, but because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, y'all don't realize, you know, like I grew up in a church. My dad was a deacon, a pastor. Now mm-hmm. he was there all the time. <laughs> you know, so if anybody's gonna feel guilty about not going to church, it should be me. But I tell them, I say, look, man, I don't feel guilty about not going to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're like, why? I say, well, because I serve in the community during the week, mm-hmm. right? And that was what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, you know, I have a Bible study group now that I go to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that can even be done through chat groups. But there's still something about coming together, right? Yeah. I was like, um, I got podcasts. That I can listen to to get the information, or I can, I can, I can, I can still get, I can set mm-hmm. it up automatically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, a lot of people need to rethink. You know, it's not that um, again, millennials don't want to go to church. It's right. just the way that you deliver it, um, whether you think it's right or not, right, uh, needs to change because I can get the word. Yeah. On my way into church. Yeah. You know I mean? So like, so thank you for convicting me. Okay, <laughs> let me just say that first. <laughs> Because my sons, I, I, I am a very, very, I believe in going to church. Like, you got to get up and you can do all this stuff during the week. And you mean to tell me you can't go give God four hours every mm-hmm. time. But, Ooh, like, when you said four hours, I was like, four hours, sweet. <laughs> An hour. An hour. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I, and I so appreciate my sons because we have always had the, the relationship where they could talk to me. And they can talk to me straight because I want them to have that relationship with me so we can talk about it in the house. So when you go out there, you won't be overwhelmed with the way. So I talk real raw with my kids, mm-hmm. right? That's good. Um, and my mom was, was looking at me like, are you saying that to you? Yes. They ha- I have to give it to them. like Because number one, I was a single mom of two African-American boys, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's so first foremost. Yeah. So when I say thank you for convicting me about that because I was always on them about going to church right and my son broke it down bless his heart jewel he broke it down and he's like mom the foundation that you gave me was enough for me and this is him talking he said it was enough for me to know that i number one have to have a relationship with god but my relationship with god doesn't look like your relationship of attending church Can you pass the off and play, please, <laughs> And so, you know, you have to really, you, millennials think differently. They, and I said, well, what is it that you don't like about church? He said, I love church. He's like, I just don't feel like you got to do all of what goes on before you get that hour and 15 minutes of the word. I want to just go in there and get the word and then I want to go home. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, and I'm a praise and worshiper. I've sung in the choir. I've sung in praise team groups and all that. So I get that connection. I like that. Millennials don't think that way Look, now. look, you want to know something else, too? What? You want to know something else, too, on the, on the money? And this going to be a whole different clip on the money. Can I talk about the money? I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, look, I said, you know, me and my wife, we give more to, like, real causes. Not for a mm-hmm. tax deduction. Like, mm-hmm. we might just give to somebody who's... And me? Yeah, and I'm like, and, and, the, and the reason, the, the no BS generation is like, you guys are building, you guys are taking money for this building. I'm not interested in that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I can, and I will preach, I could preach on this. I'm, I'm not going to go all the way there, but I'm like, for me, there's a, I don't know the reason, and I'm not a pastor, and I'm sure it's harder. Mm-hmm. But nobody has an answer for why we have all these big churches in the communities that are, that, that, are, suffering. that are suffering. That are suffering. You know what I mean? And, and so either it's a bad job of communicating what you're doing, like a transparency, right? That, that's, that's your fault. Or you're not, or you, or you're sucking up too much money for the building. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is the default. Yeah. The thing that we beat up on. Right. Right. And right. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm not gonna just a whole other thought. Yeah. No, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. And you guys really need that. We we talked about it earlier. Transparency. Let me know what it is. And so when you think about the whole millennial and religious religion and relationship with God or whoever that higher higher power is. They want that to be very, very transparent. There's one church that I knew of in St. Louis that each week on their uh, their program guide, they would list out everything mm-hmm. that the church took in and where that money went. That, that's awesome. I've never seen it in any other church, mm-hmm. ever. And and even you know with the big churches, the mega churches, and things of that nature, you can you, you nobody's dumb. You know yeah. you can see where the money yeah, goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you got. You got <laughs> stage lights and probes, you know, strobe lights and all this. Like you know where it's going, but 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 I don't deal with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't deal. I, I literally don't even get. I don't get engrossed in it because I've already asked God to show me what that was about, yeah, yeah. and that was years ago. I, I like literally took a sabbatical from church, and I was just like, God, you got to show me some things because I'm feeling I'm in church and I'm hearing a pastor say something. I'm like, ooh, that didn't sit right with me, you know. And so I said, let me get away from it. Let me talk to you about it. And after that, I would hear something, and I'd be like, dude, for real, you just get in the gas face. But I'm just, <laughs> we keep going, you know, and, and I'm fine with it now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I'll allow my millennials to experience God in the way that they need to because he knows what they need. He knows what's going to drop them. He knows that. Yeah, so yeah. I don't even do it no more. Yeah. I did my job. And, mm-hmm. and they're great boys. That, that is awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Man. Thank you. Yes. So, um, well, definitely appreciate you coming Absolutely. on the show. How can everybody reach you on Facebook or online or wherever you want to reach you? So on Facebook, I have my Facebook page is a double R consulting, double, spell out the word double, the initial R, consulting firm, mm-hmm. and same with LinkedIn as well. And you can definitely reach me um, by telephone, uh, area code 469 607 one two three one mm-hmm. and then you can always visit my website page which is double r consulting d v l r abbreviated consulting firm.com perfect okay yeah thank you so oh, much this has been great yeah, no, it was fun. It was yeah fun. absolutely yeah do it again absolutely